Level the Pursuit is a podcast for people ready to make the most of every opportunity. In the race to success, we're not all starting from the same place. Level the Pursuit seeks to fill in the gaps and provide accessible, bite-sized leadership lessons for anyone looking to improve their skills and prepare for the next step, whatever that might be. Last week, we talked about taking care of your mental wellness. The first step to leading and taking care of others is leading and taking care of ourselves. Did you take some time to take care of yourself? If you did, I hope there's something in there that you can add to your routine to get healthy and stay healthy. If you didn't, take stock of how you're feeling. If you're good, that's great. But if you need some time, please take it. Nobody can do it for you. And it's so important to make sure that you're giving yourself the time and attention that you need. Just a reminder, if you need a little help dealing with whatever's going on in your life, please get it. There are some hotline resources on the website at www.levelthepursuit.com, so I hope you'll go there and take advantage of that if that's something that you need. Today we're going to talk about mentorship and sponsorship and why a mentor is important to you. We've talked about a professional network in the past, and that was really focused on your peers, contacts, and colleagues that can share information and where you can support one another in a fairly reciprocal relationship. Now, there may be times that you mentor your peers and they may mentor you, but In general, that's not the point of that relationship. Another aspect of your network is your advisory members. And that's where that is the point. That's your mentors, your sponsors, the people that you go to with problems who have more information usually than you do. Today we'll talk about how to get the most out of those relationships to keep you on the right track. This week, reach out to a mentor. If you already have one, maybe get on their schedule or just check in, chat about how things are going. If you don't, Spend some time thinking about who might be a good fit. When you think of one, it's time to get started. So what's a mentor? A mentor is someone with experience in the situation that you are having an issue with who can guide you in your decision-making. Professionally, usually a mentor is in your field, but they may not be. Ultimately, they have to have knowledge in some area where you want to grow. So you trust them to give you advice and help you navigate that particular type of situation. A sponsor is similar to that in that they are usually in your field, they take an interest in you, and they have opinions on how you should move forward. But a sponsor also pushes you forward or maybe pulls you. They may open doors, make a phone call, or in some way remove barriers to your progress. While ideally most of us would have some of all of those things, They may not be the same people, and how you work with them may not always be exactly the same. So do you need a mentor? Unequivocally, yes. Everyone needs a mentor, in my opinion, and honestly, I think we should all have a few. So why? What what difference does it make, and why do you need this in your life? Having a mentor gives you a lot of opportunities for advantage. It gives you a chance to avoid mistakes and capitalize on opportunities that you may not have seen on your own just because you don't have experience with that situation. It can give you confidence. You feel supported by someone who knows what's going on and you feel less alone. So that can make you feel encouraged to try new things or to stretch your comfort zone. Having a mentor can also improve your problem solving skills and your strategic vision. They can help you see the big picture for your own career and then how it fits into your organization. It can really put you into perspective so it makes it easier to stay on track, especially when your goals seem really, really far away. We can't all have all of the experiences, and certainly we can't all make all the mistakes, thank goodness. So having a mentor helps you to go further and see more than the people before you did, because you get to see the results of their decisions, 
and how they recovered from their mistakes. So that's a really powerful advantage. In a company, it can also build a collegial atmosphere, a feeling of mutual respect across generations, and can in general increase the professionalism of the organization. The thing about mentorship is it happens in so many ways in so many different directions. So don't let the word get you all caught up. Mentorship leaks into so many of our personal and professional relationships. It doesn't have to have a name or a structure every time. You just have to have an open mind and be willing to hear someone's perspective and willing to learn from them and their experiences and it'll work. There doesn't have to be rules to it. So what's the difference between work mentorship and personal mentorship? Well, workplace programs often are a structured program that you volunteer, you might be voluntold to take part in, and they'll pair you up with someone who is either in your career field or maybe intentionally someone outside your career field. But usually there's a global goal that the company has for putting you together. It's usually structured with start and end points, and there will be progress reports or metrics or products that you have to fill out, like worksheets or they might have you do survey metrics. There's lots of different ways they can measure this, but normally the company's gonna keep track of the results of your mentorship. And they may track your progress and your success as you go forward. On the personal side, really, it's just someone you talk to who gives you advice. It could be someone that has taken an interest in you, who's seen you work and thinks that you have potential, or it might be someone that you respect who you've reached out to. It really doesn't matter which way. These personal relationships are less likely to have products or metrics or timelines, but personal circumstances may make them time or self-limited, or you could just have a general mentorship that takes place over a long period of time. It really doesn't matter. And even in personal mentorship, if you like having worksheets and timelines and a structure, you can introduce that at any time. That's just something you'll work out with your mentor. So how do you start that? Well, if there's someone around you in your field that you respect, you can just ask them. And it might be that you guys just share the same field, or there might be multiple aspects of their life or their personality or their culture that resonate with you. It really doesn't matter, but it is helpful to be familiar with who you're talking to when you go to them. But if you ask them, you know, you have to be prepared that it's a two-way street, so they might say no. Uh, when I was in medical school, I got the opportunity to work with a female orthopedic surgeon, and I was super excited because I had never worked with a female before, and so... I asked her if I could meet with her and kind of go over some issues that I had and just learn how to navigate the whole, you know, residency and application process and everything from her point of view. And so I asked her if she'd be interested in, in mentoring me and, and she said no. <laughs> she, she said that that was not her thing and she had no interest in in talking to me. And that is her right to do that. <laughs> to be honest, it hadn't occurred to me that that would happen. Uh, because mentorship is a huge part of how I've functioned and, and what I believe in, but it's not for everyone. And honestly, it was much kinder for her to be honest than to say yes and then ghost me or be disinterested or disengaged when she spoke with me. So I appreciated her being forthright with her opinion. But you have to be aware of that. If you ask someone, they could say no. And they also may not be willing to act on the same timeline or the same kind of goals that you are. So when you reach out, you got to be prepared for that. But it doesn't have to be someone that you know well or even have personal contact with. I've been to tons of conferences or talks where the speaker might say, hey, if you have questions, please contact me. I'd love to chat further. And you can do this. If you're interested in how that person does things in what they had to say and just their way of looking at things, you should totally reach out. Now, in these types of relationships, it can usually go one of two ways. Either no one reaches out to this person and so they may actually respond pretty quickly 
or especially right after the talk, a lot of people might reach out. So you have to be prepared for a little less personal interaction, especially at first. But if you stick with it, you know, you might actually end up generating a pretty good relationship with someone who might be very, very powerful or very prominent in their field, which can be very interesting. You can learn a lot. Because usually, in my experience, these people are, are usually sincere. I've never heard anybody that said, hey, please reach out, that didn't actually respond when you did that. So don't hesitate. If you think this person is cool, or if they have something to offer, reach out. Surprisingly few people take them up on it. So a lot of them are really excited when they actually get to talk to someone who's interested especially starting out. I mean, there's something that's really exciting about getting to help someone as they're starting out. And a lot of people really enjoy that. So if you see someone that you think is awesome, reach out. But more often when it comes to developing these relationships, it comes about naturally. It's either through prolonged contact with a boss or a supervisor, or maybe someone that's kind of in an adjacent department that you get to have regular interactions with. Or it might be someone in authority who gets to see you work and sees potential in you. And most of my mentees have been like that. I've had people that I've worked with that I thought were just amazing and going to be total rock stars. And so I would reach out and say, hey, would you like to talk? Do you, do you want to go over your careers or something I can do to help? And some of them take me up on it and some of them don't. And, and that's okay either way. But if I see someone, I'm always going to offer that because it's exciting to me to see someone with all this potential and, and I love trying to help people find it. So in an informal relationship, it might start out like that. Like, do you want to mentor me or do you want me to mentor you? Or it might just start out with periodic chats and then follow-ups and maybe you bring up a problem and you chat about it and then you come back and you tell them what happened. So it can kind of evolve organically and in my experience, those are the closest relationships, but they're not necessarily, they don't all have to be like that. I have a lot of mentors that I talk to once a year, twice a year, when I change jobs. Like it doesn't have to be someone that you have coffee with once a week. So, so don't feel like it has to have rules like that. Now in a more formal relationship, you might actually establish a timeline. And even in an informal relationship, if you're talking about actual issues, your mentor may give you a timeline for when they wanna get back to you or hear that you're working on your solutions. So there's a lot of fluidity there and really you have to work together to figure out what works for you. But remember that mentorship can look a lot of different ways. So don't feel like you have to force it into a box. Mentorship happens between colleagues, your, your subordinates. I've had plenty of my airmen, people that I've worked with who have technically worked for me, but they have taught me just so much in a lot of different ways, both from a leadership standpoint and just practical stuff. I mean, it goes, it's all sorts of ways. It's just a matter of being open to hearing information from someone who might be an expert in something that you're not and be will, being willing to embrace that. Now, as a mentor though, you have to look for day-to-day -day opportunities to mentor your people as well. And, and so those are little tiny ways. It's giving corrections and then giving feedback after instead of just fixing something and letting it go on. And on the other side, if someone gives you corrections or gives you feedback and it doesn't make sense or you need that next order, make an appointment, go get more information. It's If someone just does something for you and you get it back and it's fixed for you or it's or the corrections or you're just told what's, what corrections to make, you don't necessarily learn from that. And so mentorship is helping them to learn so that the next time they make better decisions and they're able to make not just that decision, but the next one in a more effective way. One of the hardest parts about being a mentor is giving advice, letting people make their decision, and then giving them the space to fail. That can be really, really hard to do, especially if you're invested in their career. But on both sides, you have to realize that it is a give and take, but ultimately the mentee has to make the decision. And so the mentor can give advice, but they can't make the decision for you. But as a mentee, you have to do your part too. So what does that mean? 
you have to know your goals. You need to come in. You can't just come in as a blank slate and say, help me succeed. I, I, I want to be awesome. I mean, you can say that, but that's not particularly helpful. You need to do research on your options. You need to know what you're, what you're dealing with. You need to know what the, what the choices are. Maybe have an idea of what you want to do. Have some perspective on the pros and cons for each of your choices. Now, you might be wrong. You might need help. You might, there might be huge things that you're not seeing that you're just completely missing in a situation. But that's why you have a mentor, right? So it's okay to be wrong, but you have to do your due, due diligence. You should be prepared for this. So I have a mentor that um, I talk to usually about once a year, but really when I'm changing jobs or when I'm kind of have a next step in my career. And I emailed her recently because I had to try to find a new job and, and figure out what I was going to do for my next step. And I sent her kind of a, a quick rundown of where I was right now, what I my last job, where I was currently, and then kind of what I was looking for and my pros and cons of what I thought. And in that message, I also phrased part of my message in a way that came across as negative and it, it was not well phrased and I did not communicate myself well. And so she answered my question in a really timely manner. She got back to me within a, way, a day or two, it was super fast. But she also, not only did she give me the information I wanted, but she also corrected me in a very straightforward, but also professional, obviously professional, but a very straightforward manner on some of the things that I had put in my email. And that was amazing. I was really grateful for it because not only did she help me and, and help me work on my actual problem, but communication is a huge part of what we do. And so if I was so focused on my problem and my issue that I failed to communicate effectively, that's an issue that I need to work on. And so I was really grateful. She could have just been annoyed with me. She could have just corrected me without giving me the information. Or she could have just given me the information and written me off as a knucklehead. All of those would have been totally reasonable. But instead, she addressed all of the issues I presented her with, even the ones that I didn't know I was presenting her with. And I was incredibly grateful for that because I did miscommunicate. And so I was able to clarify what I meant, but also get the reminder that just because I'm focused on one problem doesn't mean that I can stop paying attention to all the other ones. So it was really, really good. And as a mentee, you need to have, have expectations, understand what you want to accomplish with this relationship, but you need to be flexible. If you want to meet once a week and their schedule doesn't allow that, that's not going to happen. So you need to be aware that that's the situation. Now, if this is someone who is really important to you, then maybe you work with them once a month or once a quarter, and then you find someone else for your day-to-day -day questions. That's totally fine. And the flip side is also true. You need to know how involved they want to be with you because if you just want someone who's going to curbside it and then leave you alone, that's great, but if somebody wants to be kind of up in your chili on everything, that may not be comfortable for you. So you need to make sure you have a relationship that works for both of you. And to do that, you need to give it some thought before you actually enter into the relationship so you know what your boundaries are. So how does sponsorship fit into all of this? A sponsor is gonna make connections for you, vouch for you, really try to cut through red tape. Um, when I was in residency, one of my mentors was a fantastic surgeon and he mentored me in how to become a better surgeon, but he recognized that I didn't really have anyone to look up to as a female navigating the worlds of academia and kind of having a family and trying to be successful in my career. So he set me up with a program chair from another department so that I could shadow her and focus on how she managed the rest of her life, not just in the OR. And that was a really cool thing. So I would not have necessarily been able to achieve that by myself if I had just reached out to the program chair of another department and said, hey, can I come follow you? But he set that up for me so that I could to make sure that I actually had that opportunity. So that's good sponsorship. 
Sponsorship does have negative connotations. If people circumvent the rules, if they break the rules, if they put you in positions that you're not qualified for, or if it looks like favoritism. So you wanna be careful with that because the point is not to break the rules or to give anybody special treatment, but it is to help people through personal relationships get to a level that they may not have necessarily had access to, but they deserve to be at. And, and that's, I know it's a subtle distinction, and it, but it does make a difference. So what about coaching? I want to include coaching just because it's really important to me. Um, I've started executive coaching. I think it's really exciting. It's a little bit different. A mentor will share their experience to help you make your decision. They have already been there or been somewhere close so they can give you that idea. But the coach uses questions and insight to help you use your own experience to make decisions. So the coach doesn't have to be an expert in whatever you're talking about, but a mentor should have experience in whatever you're talking about. And mentors do use coaching questions and coaches absolutely can provide mentorship, but they're not necessarily the same thing. So you do need to know what you're getting into and be clear about what you need from the relationship. So what are some pitfalls? Well, obviously you want a good mentor. A bad mentor is not necessarily gonna help you. So what does bad mentorship look like? Well, it can be someone that's hard to get hold of. Now, if you know someone's schedule is crazy and so you wanna meet with them more often, but they're just not able to, you know, that's just a scheduling issue that may not necessarily be a good fit for you, but that doesn't mean that they're inconsiderate or a bad person. But if someone, regardless of their schedule, doesn't show up, they cancel last minute, um, they, when you do actually meet, they're not engaged, they're doing work, they're, they're paying attention to other things. Those are not really good uses of your time. So you want to be aware of that and maybe that's not a good fit. Another thing is someone who's never wrong. So this could be whether they give you their own experiences and every story is a success story, or it could be that they give you advice and everything goes wrong and they don't take responsibility for that. Neither one of those is particularly useful or will help you grow in your profession. Now, if they're ahead of you and they're mentoring you, presumably they have had some successes and that's a good thing. And so it's good for them to share that. But most of us learn more from our failures than our successes. And so it's really helpful for someone to share, this is what I did, this is what went well, this is what went poorly, and this is why I think it will help you. So if someone only shares successes, that's not necessarily wrong because it's great to hear those, but it can limit your growth if you're not getting that additional perspective. Now, one thing that's really scary with mentorship, I haven't had this happen, thank goodness, but if someone tries to force you to to do what they want you to do or uses you for personal means like reputation, um, actually having you execute actions or politics in your, in your organization, that can be really difficult. And so you, if you know that someone is like that, you probably want to avoid trying to get into a mentorship relationship with them to begin with, because once you're in it, it may be difficult to escape from, especially if you're in the same organization or if they're in your command chain. So you want to be aware of, of somebody's reputation, how they treat other people before you actually get involved in a mentoring relationship with them, because you don't want to be in a position where you're going against your mentor and creating office drama. So that's not a good thing. Another bad thing is somebody who doesn't listen. So they're just waiting to tell you what to do or to tell you a story rather than actually listening to your issue. And that can be really hard because it's good to hear their perspectives and their experiences, but they actually have to listen to make sure that what you're telling them fits whatever they're going to actually the advice they're going to give. And also there's a lot of people that just like to share their experiences and want someone to talk to. And that's wonderful. And so if you want to have coffee and just chat, that's great. But if you're there for mentorship, you actually need them to listen to you and give you advice about your situation. So that's something to look out for. 
You also need to make sure that whoever it is, and this kind of goes with the previous about getting the lay of the land before you work with them, but you don't want to be with someone who's dishonest with you, either about your potential, about the the feedback that they give you, about anything going on in the office that they're aware of. You need to you need someone that's going to be honest with you because in a good relationship there should be trust. So if you can't trust that the person is being honest with you and has your best interest at heart, not only are you putting yourself at risk by sharing, you know, your ideas and your your desires and your ambitions with them, but also it just makes it really hard for you to trust people at work and that's not a good thing. Additionally, you need to kind of pick people who are actually good at their job. Now that seems intuitive, but it's kind of not because especially when you're several echelons removed from someone, they may seem like they know what's going on, like they have the lay of the land, but if they don't have good strategic vision, if they're not well thought of in their field, if they're not competent at their job, it's probably not going to be a good fit as a mentor for you. And so you need to do a little research before you get involved with someone because that can be really hard. Now, once you're in that kind of relationship, we'll talk a little bit about how to get out of those relationships, but that can be a really difficult thing. So figure out because you want to make sure that someone is giving you good advice and putting you on the right track rather than giving you opportunities to fail because that's no good. And then the final thing really is someone who is impatient for progress and expects you to be able to just magically do things. And they might do this either by putting pressure on you or by not helping you work through your problems and just telling you what to do. And neither one of those is particularly helpful. It's good to have someone who puts puts you on a timeline and puts a little pressure on you at times and kind of holds your feet to the fire when it's time to actually act. But you don't need someone applying excessive pressure to you and adding to your stress, especially if you're going to them for guidance in a situation. Uh, And you need to be able to figure these things out. And so that's kind of a little bit of a coaching technique, but mentors should be kind of giving you options based on their experience and then helping you figure out what, what works for you. In general, they shouldn't just be telling you, you have to do this. And so if you have someone that's doing that, they're not really mentoring you. Now, there are times that that might be a great fit for what you need, but in general, that's not really a mentorship relationship. On the other side, you need to be a good mentee. And what does that look like if you're not? Well, you can be selfish. You can be someone that is just shows up as an empty vessel, is like, fill me with knowledge, I wanna be successful. That's not really the right thing to do. Also, this person is not your therapist. Um, they're not your bestie. So you're not there to vent. You're not there just to complain. Now, there may be some of that as you explain the situation and you ask for help and there's nothing wrong with that. But this is not the point of the session. You're not there just to vent your spleen on everything that's gone wrong in your office and why everyone's an idiot. And also that's just not good form. It's it's not good politics, especially if they're in your organization. It's one thing to share experiences. It's another thing to talk bad about your coworkers. So just try not to do that because it's not a good good idea. Also, kind of the flip side of just forcing the answer on you, you need to be prepared to work through it. You don't sit there just asking for the answer to all your problems. You should be prepared with what you wanna do, why you wanna do it, the pros and cons, and then ask them for help and guidance and kind of to help you find your blind spots so that you can make good decisions. Additionally, and this kind of goes on both sides, is you can't force the relationship. The relationship has to be mutual. And so as a, as a mentor, you can't force someone to, to let you mentor them. Um, I, know, <laughs> I know I love to mentor, so I've had people before that I'm like, go on, you're going to mentor. And uh, I will say I have one mentee. Um, she's a fantastic uh, civil engineer. <laughs> I, kind of, I kind of made her hang out with me because she's so good. And I just wanted to see her do amazing things. And she absolutely has but she really wasn't having it at the beginning. So I had to kind of chill out and wait for her to be ready to have a relationship. And so it's been exciting to see that because 
ultimately, if you want to be mentored, then you can ask, but they can say no. And if you want to mentor someone, they, you can ask and they can say no, because it does have to be a reciprocal relationship. The contribution is gonna be different. The investment might be a little bit different, but both people actually have to wanna to be there. Additionally, as a mentee, you need to say thank you. You need to be grateful. Even if you don't wanna take their advice, even if you disagree, even if you think they're completely 100% wrong, this is just one perspective and they're sharing their experience with you. You need to be grateful for that. You need to show them respect. If you disagree with them and you think the advice is off, you shouldn't go around telling people that, you know, to keep it to yourself. Now, obviously, if someone else wants to be mentored by them and, and you want to share, hey, this person looks at things in a certain way, I don't know if it's a good fit for you, that's fair. But in general, don't talk bad about people and be grateful with, for the, the time and attention that they're giving you. Finally, it's you need to be honest about your goals and other factors in your life. If you go to someone and you ask them for help, but you're not honest about your kind of your left, left and right boundaries, the amount of time you have to give to any solutions that you come up with or anything else, then you're really doing your both a disservice. You have to be willing to hear what they're gonna say. You have to be willing to learn from them. You have to have an open mind for whatever they're gonna give to you. And then you need to be honest if you're not willing to do something that they, they suggest. Because if you say, oh yeah, that sounds good, and knowing that you have no intention, well now they think that you're working on a certain track. And so you're gonna get completely frustrated, you're gonna be talking at cross purposes, and it's gonna make the whole thing completely unproductive. So if you don't wanna do it, it's fair to say, I respect your opinion and I understand where you're coming from. That's not gonna work for me. And so can we talk about some other options because that's not something I feel like I can do. That's totally fair to do, but you have to be honest about it. And then a final consideration that I just wanna bring up is you know, professional and unprofessional relationships. A mentor-mentee relationship is usually one-on-one -on -one, and that can be a very close relationship. And so there are obviously considerations. Uh, the, Potential for rumors or allegations of a sexual relationship are very, very common, especially in a male-female relationship, regardless of sexuality. And so you have to be prepared for that. And the way to get around that is to be professional all the time, to use the same policies with mentors or mentees of any gender identification, regardless of what it is. If you do that, then you'll be able to maintain professionalism and consistency. I have known, especially um, senior male executives who did not want to have mentorship relationships with females because they didn't want to create rumors like that. And honestly, that's a disservice to everyone because men have to learn to mentor women. Women have to learn to be mentored by men. And and that's true of the, of the reverse as well. So just be a professional, be consistent. If you find yourself wandering into an uncomfortable place, if you find yourself working toward a relationship that might be turn into something unprofessional, then you need to put a stop to it and be a grown up. But failing to mentor someone just because of their gender or, or how they identify is not fair to anybody. So you need to get past that. So what if you're ready to end it? First, do an honest assessment of your own strengths and weaknesses, and then theirs as you perceive them. If you feel like they don't have all the skill or the knowledge that you need, make sure you're right. You've invested something in this relationship. So maybe improving your communication or leveraging all of their experience will actually help keep you moving forward. So think about that. If not, you know, or there are other factors like personal feelings, the quality of their advice, their accessibility, maybe their schedule is out of control and you just can't ever get to them then you need to be clear with yourself on all of that. 
for two reasons. One, it will help you if you end up having to discuss it with them, but also it'll help you as you shape your next relationship because you'll know kind of where, what your standards are, what your right left boundaries are for this relationship. So what are some reasons that you would say, okay, I'm done? Well, number one, maybe you've learned everything you feel you can from this person. So if your relationship was contingent on being good at some job and they do that job and now you do that job and you're getting ready to move past that job, well, they might not be able to help you anymore. You may have reached the limit of their knowledge with you know your own experience and that's fine. Now, there might be other things they have to offer and so you can just think about that, but maybe that's not what you want from them. That's totally fine. Another reason might be if you have a disagreement or lose trust, and this could be because of the quality of the advice. It could be because you don't do something they tell you you should do and they don't like that. I mean, there can be a lot of reasons that happens. Um, but if you don't have trust in the relationship, it's not going to be effective. So if you, you can try to get it back. I know some people are better that, at that than others. I personally, it's really hard to get my trust back once you've lost it. And so that's something that for me is kind of a deal breaker. But not everybody's like that. And uh, I like to think I'm forgiving. I'm a work in progress, so I'm working on it. Uh, another thing is if your goals diverge. I mean, if your mentor wants you to go in one direction and you want to go in another, and so all of their advice kind of circles around going in that other direction, it's probably not going to be a good fit for you. So if they can't get on board with helping you in the direction you want to go in, you might need to look in another direction. And then the final thing is, what if you just don't want to anymore? Well, that's allowed. You're a grown up. So if you don't want to be in this relationship anymore, then you don't have to. So move on. So how do you do that? Well, if it's a, in a structured like work program, you can just wait to the end of the program. If the, especially if the person, you know, just because you don't have chemistry, but they have good knowledge, then I would absolutely say, finish it out and see what happens. If there's something about it that you feel is detrimental to either your mental health or to your career, then you might think about either ending the program or finding a different mentor. And your own company can tell you, you know, how to do that and, and what the rules are for that. Now, if you change jobs or locations, that can be a natural end. So you can just kind of let it peter off at that point. Or it's a good excuse. You know, I'm moving to XY place and so uh, we won't be able to have this interaction anymore. That's totally fine either way. Now, depending on the formality, you might not need to do anything or say anything at all. And like I said, I have a couple of mentors that I literally just talk to once a year or when I change jobs. So if I just suddenly stopped emailing them, they probably would not care. I mean, they might check on me and, and certainly I send an email also when, when they have a job change or something good happens that I find out about. But in general, it's not a super close relationship. I have a ton of respect for them, but I don't think that their heart would be broken if I suddenly stopped emailing them. But even in an informal relationship, if it has been pretty regular, you do want to be honest about your desire to end the relationship. So you want to express your gratitude for all of the help and the time and the care that they've given to you over however long it's been but you wanna be clear about ending it. Now, it's your expectations and desires. You have to be honest. Don't try to be passive or turn it around. You know, I was looking around and I saw one thing that said, tell them, I'm not sure this is the best use of your time. Okay, that's a total cop-out because you may care about their time, but really what you care about is your own time. <laughs> so, so don't say, I don't think this is a good use of your time. That's, be, be honest with them. You could say, I've decided to go in a different direction, so I'm gonna be working with a mentor that fits my new path a little bit better. And if that's too direct for you, you might say something about, I have a new project starting and I'm not sure I'm gonna have time to continue this relationship, which all, you know, you wanna stick as close to the truth as possible. You don't wanna to lie to someone who's given you all this time. If they actually care about you, they're gonna understand. 
Now, they may want to discuss it. They may want to see if there's a way that their expertise can fit in with your new path. And it's totally up to you if you want to discuss it. And it's up to you if you want to change your mind. But ultimately, if they're actually invested in you and your best interests, they're going to support you. And if they don't, then maybe that relationship really wasn't that great of a fit after all. And it kind of proved the point. So you can kind of, you know, take that home. But always be gracious and be thankful for the support that they have given you. As we've discussed, relationships are important in every field and in life, honestly. So if this person supported you once, especially in your success, you honestly may find yourself requesting their perspective or their help again in the future. So you want to maintain that that open door and that good relationship. But at the very least, it's good karma. And we always want to cultivate kindness in our lives. This week, touch base with a mentor. If you have one, send a note or give them a call. If you're not sure what to say, tell them you heard a podcast on mentorship and you just wanted to say thank you for the support they've given you. Saying thank you is never the wrong answer. So reach out and make someone's day. If you don't have a mentor, now's the time to find one. If you have no one in your life at all, start thinking about what you need. At this point, it might be a family member, a teacher, or a boss that's unrelated to your ultimate goals, and that's okay. If they're invested in your success, they can absolutely be a good fit right now. If there's someone in your field that might be a good fit, get on their calendar to chat, set up a Zoom call, just send them an email. Bring your goals, your focus areas, and some ideas of why they will be a good fit. The more prepared you are, the more likely a good mentor is to jump in with both feet to help you get ahead. That's been our discussion of mentorship on Level to Pursuit. Thanks for joining, and I look forward to your comments. If the strategy for optimizing a mentorship relationship made sense to you, please give it a like or subscribe or share it with a friend. If it doesn't work for you, please drop a comment with your thoughts. Next time we'll cover professional development. Learning doesn't stop when we get to the top of our fields. It just gets harder to schedule and can take a totally different direction. We'll talk about the different aspects of professional development and why they're important to keep us moving forward. Don't forget to reach out to a mentor and then head over to www.levelthepursuit.com to share your experiences and your successes. I can't wait to learn from your thoughts. Thanks again for joining Level the Pursuit. While we can't choose where we start, we can choose our dreams and how we pursue them. Remember, success is a team sport and there's room for all of us to achieve our goals. So be a good leader, be a good follower, and do something great. <laughs>